Yeah, I need to get some leather or like some soft um, drinking or um, coasters because you have this tendency to just be like slamming stuff down. Yeah. Let me just. Well, it gets the audience hyped up. I no, you it know, does not. Like, All right, everybody. Jesus, enough of that. Welcome to the show. Stop that. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I guess we're subjecting you to this one. Wow. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And uh, today I'm f- realizing that I need to get a better than $20 arm if Victor's going to stay on this podcast. Why? Wow, what's up with this arm? Well, that, remember all that dong noise? You see those springs right there? Uh-huh. That's what's doing it. Don't bang on the thing. Oh. There, see, you felt, yeah, see when you wrote that. I, I got a $20 oh, arm. Well, this the- one doesn't have that. See? Oh. So listen, it's about a hundred bucks. If you want one, all you gotta do is order it. Yeah. Okay. It's blue. everybody uh, finance behind the scenes financing of the oh, Transmit yeah. podcast. Look, I bought the in today's mi- episode. I bought the microphones you're talking into. <laughs> I bought the recorder. Bought the wires. Okay. It's no. a lot. Of, it's a lot of money. Listen, this is a little bit of drama. We don't have a movie to talk about. <laughs> so now all I can do is just rag on Vic. But um, so I want to talk about a concert I went to. I have no idea who was playing. Mm-hmm. Mostly because uh, I uh, got offered some weed, which I smoked, and then made me sick. And then I threw up outside the brick by brick, uh, spent like an hour outside of there trying to recover, uh, then went into the venue and just kind of like zoned out at a, at a bar t- <clears throat> or like one of those like little circular tables. Mm-hmm. And, and then I realized that the show had ended and I got a call from like one of the people who was there with me. It's like, hey, where are you? I was like, we thought you just took off. And I just been <laughs> in the back the whole time. The back of the, the venue. venue, yeah, because I, I didn't know what this stuff did to me, <clears throat> uh-huh. and I, I guess I'm never taking bong. Were you in the venue or outside of the venue? In, I was outside the venue at first. I had to walk down and get is it, it like made my throat sore. So most of the time you're just in the back of the venue, just chilling, trying to chill. I I felt so <laughs> weird, like I felt like like nauseous. I, then I felt like I was moving, and then I I could only focus on like one thing at a time. It was that kind of high. You ever get that? No, not precisely. Basically, I was t- I was in this zone where like, if I was like watching the band, mm-hmm. like I can feel the beard I'm growing right now. Usually all the time, because it's still very new. But then I was like, I should be feeling my beard, and then I would zone away from that. <laughs> I would feel the beard, and I'd be like, wait, someone's up there playing music, and then I would like, I knew on some level I should know I have a beard, mm-hmm. but it wasn't there. So you had that thing that happens. Uh, with cameras where they do the depth of field where they focus on yes you know like the foreground character one thing is super crisp yeah and then the background will be blurry and then something will be crazy happening in the background and the foreground character look over his shoulder and and then he'll become blurry and then the background will become sharp yeah it was like that except with my with my perception of everything so like (laughs) i'd sit there and like focus on like just okay just breathe feel good and then i realized oh is my arm asleep i've been tensing it the whole time what the fuck so it was miserable Wow. Yeah. So uh, to be that high is uh quite I didn't even take a big hit. I don't know what the deal with <laughs> quite this. Quite the feet, right? I don't there. know what the deal with this shit was because it made my throat sore, made me nauseous. I threw up like three times inside the venue. Well, it's good to get all of this off your chest. How many other people have you told the story to? You're the you're the second. Like I was still super smashed when I um Ubered home and um so I just told them like uh Well they were like, Dang, you're super smashed, brother. Oh, shut up with that. Don't you fucking do that. How dare you? Uh, so yeah, I, I like they I just told him, oh, I threw up outside. And then I just went home because I needed to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I woke up like um this was like yeah, uh, day before yesterday. And I, I felt I felt weird the next day. So, yeah, well, so it was like um 
a high hangover, right? Like you're getting, I, have, I never I really had, had a high hangover. I've never had that before either. It just still felt weird. You have a dry mouth? I had that at the time, yeah. And and they ran out of cups. Like by the time I went in there to the venue, they usually have like a big igloo cooler mm-hmm. to get water from, and they were out of cups. And also they were out of water. Okay. So it was it was it was a miserable experience. Like I, I usually like metal concerts, but that one I I knew someone was on stage. That's yeah. about it. Sounds very uh not very fun actually. It was not even a little <laughs> bit fun. <laughs> Sounds kind of very uncomfortable and kinda of like a uh, one of the situations where you're just waiting for that night to be over. Yes, I was. I was sitting there like, okay, I just need to ride this out. <laughs> I need this because I didn't want to just like bugger off, you know, and just yeah. leave my friends high and dry. But then they left me because they thought I went back to the academy where we met. <laughs> that's my <messed up>. stuff. <laughs> well, they called me. They didn't, they didn't leave me just hanging. They called yeah. me. It's like, hey, where are you, man? It's like, I'm by the bathroom. It's like, oh, we left. Luckily, where we left from was like uh, like a two-minute drive. It wasn't even like two minutes to get there. Yeah. So okay, it was, it was, that's acceptable, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's oh. not. It's like if I went over to my dad's place, like around the corner from here. Yeah, it's, it, I didn't abandon you and then go to another area. So yeah, well, you know, that's kind of back on this subject. Is you know, can we say how old I'm? Thirty three. I'm thirty four. You're thirty four, Spike. You're thirty four. Um, so we're getting to this point where it's like this philosophical question now is. When do we stop do- doing, <laughs> doing this stuff? Well, the th- thing is, like, <laughs> I've already kind of stopped. Like, you have. I kind of miss. I kind of miss kind of going out, getting well, the thing is, wasted in public, and I, then you know, I'm usually so good about this. That's the weird thing is, like, I felt such shame the next day. I'm like, God, I'm 34, and I never get like that <laughs> smashed or that high. I think I just had a bad reaction to some weed because normally, if I smoke a blunt or anything like that, I'll just sit here, watch some videos, and go to bed. It's a means by which to get some good sleep. Mm-hmm. So I, I, this felt so weird because I, I haven't done that in like years. Yeah, and no, it's fun. It's funny when, especially when we're getting older, like when these things happen, it's like a, it's a very rare kind of thing that and happens. And you feel that shame, like, God, I am a fucking grown ass man. <laughs> I'm 34. And I'm outside of a, outside of a concert venue, just blowing chunks into the dirt. <laughs> what did you have? What, what, what kind chili. of chunks were they? I had chili. Earlier. Oh, so it came out looking pretty much the pretty, same then. Pretty much the same. I, I, I'm sitting there like, the, my throat's sore. I'm coughing up because it was a bong hit. I guess that's different maybe for me. And it was also like outdoor grown weed, which is supposed to be really harsh. Mm. I'm guessing this all added up. So I take a big hit of water. Like I had a bottle of water in my car. We get to the venue like a, two minutes later. And then we're walking in. And I'm like, oh, something's about to come. It was like, I'm to the point in my life where if I have to vomit, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just something that has to happen. And so I'm like, okay, guys, go ahead. I've got to deal with something. And then the second they're out of out of like earshot, I just start blowing chunks. <laughs> At the time, I'm sitting there like I'm just in like, okay, just deal with this mode. Yeah. But then like the next day, I was sitting there like, oh god. Uh. See, I think we're still. At that time, or we're in our thirties, it's yeah. kind of like the middle point. Yeah, you can still. So when party. you're in your twenties, you you know partying, that's all kind of acceptable. Yeah. And you know, you maybe slow down in your late twenties a little bit, but no, some people don't. Some people do fine, whatever. Yeah, I think when we get to like our forties, then I think at that point it's kind of like, yeah, we should probably not be like vomiting outside of music venues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Only if you like had like a twenty-year-old girlfriend, 
and then it would make sense. It's like I had this twenty year old girlfriend, and I'm forty five, and you know we went to this venue. It's like listen, I have to keep her happy. I can't be sitting there like, oh no, let's let's have some Werther's originals and uh, watch <laughs> Matlock. Let's, let's just stay home and watch some television. Um, yeah, you want to? I'll cook dinner, you know, because you know I know how to cook because I'm domestic. <laughs> this is why you like me is I'm not the same tattooed asshole you've been dating the rest of your life. I know, like staying home and cooking and stuff. And it's like, listen, hey, I have a four hundred one. I have a four hundred one k. I have a car that runs regularly. It's not like, uh, listen, if you get out and push, it'll run. It's like, and I've I've got some projects at my house. Yeah, I've listen. got you know a fence here. You know that I can tell you about. Yeah, like, listen, got a, where I've got the patio. lumber, where I, what kind of screws <laughs> I'm using. Like, look, you, I'm gonna dig some some post holes, and we're gonna put up a new fence over out the back end. It's gonna be great. Oh my god. Like, hey, I need your help, uh, like fixing the lawnmower too, if you like. Uh, I know your your young, spry twenty year old body can. Yeah, you can get under that lawn. Listen, it's a rider lawnmower. I need it because I have a bad hip, obviously. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> wow. So yeah, at that point, um, it's time. If to... you have to go to a venue to offset your adultness Maybe. and throw up, then that's that's acceptable. But if you're doing that, it's without the 20 year old girlfriend yeah i was hanging out with like several <laughs> other 30 to 40 year old people well it's it's fine i guess for now yeah, my, my yeah my uh oh god but yeah, yeah so um i don't know it was, it was a rough night that's like i'm sitting there like okay like it, it come in waves like oh here comes another wave of feeling weird and then i'd, I'd be like okay maybe i can listen to the music no nope, no i can't i can't oh, god. i know that sucks when I, I remember that what happened to me when i would uh when i was had my whole um Edible experience. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. everyone has a bad edible experience. I had one of those, too. Yeah, well, I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I won't get too much into it. We will yeah. one of these days. One we'll these talk days. about my edible experience, but it was uh, pretty horrible. <laughs> and uh, it did come in waves where it was like, oh, cool, it's going away. I'm going to be normal now. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be normal. Like, nope, this, is, this might be And then be it comes permanent. back, and it's like, oh, shit. This might be permanent. Why isn't this going away? And then it goes back, and it's like, oh, cool, I'm like a normal human being. And then it comes back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, so did you do the thing where um, like uh, like I did, where it's like uh, the guy at the store said, "Okay, listen, yeah, be, it'll give me about forty five minutes, and then it'll hit you." And I'm like, "Okay." What he actually meant was forty five minutes to three hours. Yeah, like um, I should have been more clear with Samantha. I it was it was the edible was like a sour patch kind of yeah candy thing. And I ate good. one. Yeah. And I don't know. I forgot how many milligrams were in it, but I remember. Like being like, oh, I don't really feel anything after like 30 minutes. <laughs> you t- oh, and then you took some more? Yeah, and then it was like, it hit me really hard. It yep. made, like, uh, you just imagine one day you're just kind of sitting there and you're feeling normal. Maybe, you're, you know, you're eating dinner or something and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's like a normal, like w- we're sitting here right now or yeah. maybe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're driving in your car or just at home or something. It's just like a normal day. It just, it, like any you're, other. You're hydrated. Everything feels fine. You handled your business. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden, existential dread, <laughs> existential dread falls onto your face like a ton of bricks, and you're buried in uh, a new, a suddenly a new feeling. Yep. It's like, I'm not used to this to this input. The sensory input is new <laughs> and alien to me, and I have no idea how to deal with it. Yeah, you're. And there's way too much of it. Like if it was like reduced by like eighty percent, I'd be like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's like your whole entire body's like, this is how you feel now, emotionally and physically. 
Deal with it. It's like it's the <laughs> difference between shoveling the snow out of your driveway and having to dig through a snow covered mountain. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're getting through it one way or another. Just one's going to be a lot more difficult to deal with. Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, pretty. That's a pretty good analogy. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, I had that edible experience too, and that was like, I was, I was, I had like my dad gave me some mints, mm-hmm. and each one was like five milligrams, and so I took a couple, and I'd set the whole night aside for this. So I was like watching some stuff. I had, yeah, I was, I, I was responsible. And then I was like, huh, it's been 45 minutes. Maybe I'll take a couple more. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, it's been another 45 minutes. Okay, now I'll take one more <laughs> and, a, and half of one of these cookies I got because the weed had oh, just gotten no. made legal. And, and I woke up like at like midnight and I was like blitzed out of my skull. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And I vaguely realized that this was not going away before work. So I, I had to call out sick. Yeah, it takes a, it, yeah, man, I had my edible experience. I feel like it almost took like a, it literally took like a week before I felt normal, like a human n- being again. Normal again. I felt like I was still recovering from something. Maybe. Yeah, it was like the next day for me, I was sitting there like, uh, okay, I think I feel like I could operate on some equipment of any kind, like a toaster. So, oh God, that was, yeah. that was miserable. Uh, so I, I think that, um, although, Marijuana and marijuana use may be overblown a little bit, and uh, it may not be as dangerous as being classified as like a you know what is it an illegal substance like a but, Schedule One narcotic. Yeah, but uh, I think it it does have some dark sides to it that are yet to be discovered, at least in some of the periphery weed um, right. products. Who knows? Like it was like those black market um weed um the the vape pen things. Like everyone was like, "Oh, vape pens are evil again." Now, oh, thank God! Like all the all the people were saying, like like water and tobacco is, or um, and nicotine is like the next coming of smoking Satan. They they clasped onto that, and then it turns out, oh no, it was just an uh, it was an unlicensed product. So like like yeah, yeah. If, if it's if it's not regulated well, yeah, you'll have that problem. Yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, some of this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to get into a little <clears throat> bit of news. You you want to talk about some things that are a little more cerebral. So what do you say? Well, yeah, I think we've already had a good start. Well, Being that was... more cerebral right, cerebral right now. Yeah, so let's do some news. Sweet news music. Yeah, so um, what I want to talk about first was uh, apparently Dana Schwartz and South Park were really trending on um, on in, or on, uh, Twitter. on Twitter. Why is that? <clears throat> okay, so she decided to take on South Park. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've noticed. Uh, where is it? You know, I thought I pulled that up, and I did not. Uh, who's Dana Schwartz? Can you tell us who that is? Well, give me a sec. She's a writer of books, and uh, she does. Uh, she's a TV She-Hulk, and no, here. Let me let me let me pull this up. Uh, Schwartz, South Park. Dana Schwartz and South Park. I know South Park. You know, South Park's one of those shows for me, where oh, she's a she's a She-Hulk writer. She. <laughs> South Park is like, um, first I thought it was dumb, right? I yeah. thought it was like dumb and it was like, as a kid, it was very shocking to me as, even yeah. as a child I was like, this is like, this is too much. This is violent. This is dumb. And then, as you and get then older, I got older. I was like, oh, this is kind of sophisticated. This is actually, ge- this is almost genius stuff. And then so, as I got older though, yeah, I was like, oh, it's stupid again. It because might be stupid. a lot of their later stuff is very reactionary and they have very yeah. little information on what they're kind of like riffing on and making fun of. Sometimes. Yeah. Cause they put out, they put out a, um. Like an episode, like in like a week. So like I'm like when they come out with their like they have to form an opinion on something and like within six days 
and a lot of the times the opinions that they form on something might not is, be like totally accurate. Yeah, and it and a lot of the stuff ends up getting dated, even though they're sm- like smart guys and stuff, and they have kind of good opinions well, on things. Re- I feel like reason- a lot of their stuff gets dated after a well, while. Yeah, one of the reasons they stay relevant is because they like put that out so fast, and they have like such a quick turnaround. Like unlike like a regular TV show where like The Simpsons, you have to like make the season like months in advance. <clears throat> And so yeah. what she basically said was that, um, God, I'm saying basically again, um, what she said was, uh, she, you can't understate the damage, the, the societal damage, it was the cultural damage mm-hmm. that, um, South Park has done. And I think, um, <laughs> listen, maybe, maybe she, there's something to be said. I think there's something to be said that they may react way too fast. Yes. But, uh, saying that you can't understate the societal damage, I think that's on the other end of the spectrum of like, uh, absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause you're sitting there like in a world where it's a comedy show, you know, you're, they're, they're telling jokes at the end of the day. That's what they're doing. They're telling jokes. And yes, it's about things. It's about their opinions. But you know, if people are taking it incredibly seriously, I, I've yet to see that much uh, evidence of that, you know? Oh yeah. I don't know how much time this woman spends on the internet, but a lot of, there is a, uh, a pretty large segment of, I don't even know, a loud segment of our society who may be kind of small, yeah, that's the problem. A small, a loud minority of people who kind of take a lot of the stuff they say almost as gospel, and then it kind of and it transcends it into kind of like a more, I don't know, how do you, how do you, what, what kind of people are what what are these four chan people where trolls, where like they become trolls and they're kind of like a new a neo conservatives conservatism on the internet where like I don't even know if it's neo because I think it's like. It's like some no. it's some sort of thing where they're just like making fun of people, and like realistically, it doesn't matter who they're making fun of because they'll they'll put out like uh, milk is now like does it sound like milk like them saying that um like the okay sign is the new white power sign does that sound like they're actually conservatives or there's just a bunch of dicks on the internet pulling a prank on somebody? True, yeah. So I'm not I, I don't know it'd be very hard to sit to nail down where they align you know cons- like on that political spectrum because they're all just people uh, anonymous people on the internet. Yeah, because there's a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram for, like, you know, the men's rights activists, the incels and stuff. Yeah. And and the white supremacists online. And how big is that group? And South Park fans, and right? South Park. That all kind of, like, blends together, right? I can see that, yeah. So uh, she's lumping a bunch of people into, like, a big, big category that maybe yeah. she... And she's also getting kind of dragged for it, too. She doesn't really understand. So uh, yeah, And so a lot of it is trolls, too, like... The whole the South Park was the first troll, right? They're trying to like reflect a mirror back on society. They're like, yeah, hey, they, you're saying this. And that's one and of the This things, is how stupid it looks to us. That's one of the things. Like, she tries to like pretty it up with like saying like like cynicism. Like, the, she's trying to say that their message is like cynicism is the only form of intelligence, stuff like that. But realistically, like they've made fun of everybody, and they've and yes, it's like cynicism is kind of part of humor. If you yeah. want to be able to make fun of everybody. Well, I think her concern is the people who. Uh, can't distinguish between like, like South Park's humor, and like An like actual, a strong like, message. Right. I don't even think they have like a strong message, but some people take it as a strong message, and that's who so. she's concerned about. She's not concerned about me or you, watching South Park. I think she's concerned about people who can't uh, objectively view South Park or something. You know, it's people who can't watch it and be like, oh, that episode was smart, or oh, that episode was dumb. Mm. Like people who watch South Park and are like, oh, like this is all smart. Cynicism is awesome. Well, Besides, that, I, has she seen Rick and Morty yet? Because I'm sure she has yeah, some things probably, to say. She about probably that. has some stuff to say about that. Yeah, like <laughs> Rick, Rick and Morty. Like 
uh, Rick Sanchez is like a that's more of like a psychological character study than anything else because like yeah. South Park is a, yeah a lot about our society. Um, uh, Rick and Morty seems to be a lot about like in uh, like someone's like personal psychology. Yeah. So it's a very <clears throat> introspective view, and it's both you know at one it and it's the same thing like you know it's you're hit tackling a really tough subject in a humorous way, but it can but it's also this note of darkness and. <laughs> sadness and the only way to deal with that sometimes is to laugh yeah and i think it's easier to say like these people are causing society's downfall than saying like well we have several wars in the middle east and you know like the media is openly biased at this point and Mm -hmm. you know our political system is kind of a mess at this point because it's like it looks like bernie sanders they're trying to like nudge him out again Mm -hmm. but it's, it's way easier to say south park is like destroying our culture I agree with you on that. It's way easier to say, uh, no, this this comedian, he's he, let's shut him up, than it is to say, uh, maybe we should let like the cards fall where they may politically, as opposed to letting big money donors and like the media decide who's going to be our next president. Yeah, um, corporations kind of run the media, and corporations run our politics. And when I see a politician who was kind of like outside the establishment and who was kind of not anti-corporate, but non-corporate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, non-corporate candidates. I, I tend to gravitate toward them more. I can see that. And yeah, the, 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 the best one, I think, dropped out already. Uh, Andrew Yang. Yeah, and um, the other non-corporate candidates would be, uh, here's our politics, but... Well, I mean, we'll just talk about, like, this is news, and let's just say... <clears throat> Bernie that, Sanders and then the other one, Tulsi yeah, Gabbard, or the other non-corporate candidates. Yeah, I'm of the mind that there's no way Bernie Sanders winning. He's probably going to be the nominee, but there's no way he's winning. Like, other people in, in the Democratic Party are already, like, talking down his message, mm-hmm. which is the only thing that makes him, like, really notably different from anyone else, or even appealing. Is like, people are saying, it's, it's not socialism socialism. It's it's more like a Denmark or a Sweden thing. And it's like, you say, well, those aren't socialist countries. Yeah, yeah, but he's like them. So basically, kind of robbing him of his own identity at this point. Yeah, they they definitely don't want him. They'd rather have uh, their other people, their other shul- their other soldiers that they have waiting in the wings. Oh yeah, like uh, the judge and Klobuchar. Yeah, uh, that's this, who they'd prefer. They'd really prefer. Uh, realistically, um, I think America. Biden had the best chance of beating him out of all of them. I mean, it's a kind of a, I, listen. Honestly, I think it's a weak field on the Democratic side this year. Yeah, I mean it. It is. Uh, I'll agree with you. And 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 Joe Biden. Uh, like the most normal. That was candidate. actually surprising that Joe Biden kind of isn't doing so well now. Well, once you see like he can't make his way through a sentence anymore. <laughs> I know. You can kind of see like honestly like and also like the world has seen him pretty much molesting women and girls on camera. Yeah. So you've got even with the power and the backing of the mainstream media. Well, then that's Joe great, Biden still couldn't. Yeah, this like, is the, well. That's a great thing. Win about an election. How possibly like corp- corporate corporate structures aren't really controlling our our politics as much as they used to, let's say, because you can't like, like there's too much democratization of information out on the media or, you know, out on the internet now. So you can't just have like the corporation or like whatever, like a uh, media entity just say, this is who is good. Mm-hmm. Cause now everyone's like, we remember Bernie and we remember like um, Joe Biden and we don't like him. He's a doddering old like corpse base. I'm pretty sure there's a weekend at Bernie's thing going on here. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like 70% <laughs> sure. Like he's on strings, Joe Biden. And he, yeah, he seems like uh, the, Joe Biden, the person, seems like a good guy, genuine guy. But uh, just don't let your wife around him. People yeah. don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, true. Except other, for that part. Except for that except part. Other than that, 
And other than the fact, like, yeah, otherwise, yeah, he cannot campaign. Like, and for some reason, the one thing he should have going for him, which is Barack Obama, should be like, um, should be endorsing him. Honestly, I'm I'm shocked he hasn't. They 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 pitched themselves as great buddies. Remember, like, there's pictures of them like hanging out and laughing and joking. And that was more like of a meme kind of friendship that was created. By I guess the internet, I but. guess so. But <laughs> President Obama has just been like, I am done with this bullshit. Yeah, and, and so, good for him. You know, it's tough. He'll probably come out and endorse the um, the nominee. Probably, yeah. He'll, and he'll what, be like, hey, I was endorsing this person the whole time. The whole time, yeah, retroactively. <laughs> uh, let's see, who's who's the other... Uh, God, um, so we have uh, we have uh, Biden, we have uh, we have Bernie Sanders, uh, let's see, Buttigieg, um, he's... The, uh, yeah, he's never going to win. He, he's the guy who tried to, like, uh, regulate soda. Yeah, Buttigieg is totally... If he gets the nominee, uh, like, in wrestling lingo, he's totally a jobber. Yeah, he's he's, he, he's yeah. just kind of like um, cannon fodder for Donald Trump. Like if anyone gets the nomination, they're just all jobbing out to Donald Donald Trump, pretty much. Oh yeah, like uh, at this point, like who who who's the last one? I'm totally spacing the name here. Oh god, it's been a long day. Uh, the, the, the Klobuchar. Klo- no, no, the the, the, the Tom Steyer. The one person who is a little who's in that top four, the the woman Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. She yeah, there's no way she was like winning, especially after like she got caught lying like big time. Yeah, and she was supposed to be kind of like the um, the progressive one, the kind of the watered down progressive. She's yeah, like, like Bernie watered... Sanders. Like she well, basically she's like Bernie Sanders light. Yeah, well, and she <laughs> very obviously stole his entire platform and just watered it down a little bit. Yeah, she was like, oh, I could use this, and if I mix a little bit of this radicalism with a little bit of my moderate news, and, and if I play the vic- if I try to play the victim in certain key ways, like oh yeah, I was fired for being pregnant. It's like it comes out like oh, how, how do you lie like that when? Again, the internet's a thing. Like you say, I was fired for being pregnant. Well, we have documentation that says otherwise. Ooh. <laughs> like I am a Native American. No, you're not. And also, you use that uh, that status to get benefit. Like that's the closest thing I've seen to cultural appropriation ever. Yeah, and if you stay in politics long enough, uh, all that stuff is going to happen to you, which kind of is unfortunate. But yeah, so basically, her her big fault is that she is deeply <clears throat> inauthentic. Yeah, none of them seem authentic except for Bernie, Bernie. Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and but he won't like tell you how he's gonna like. He, he's authentic until he stops talking about things, because mm-hmm. then he'll say like, "Hey, didn't you say we should um we should nationalize huge portions of the American economy?" Well, that was like thirty years ago. Yeah, you're in your mid thirties. Are you gonna disavow that? Eh, it was thirty years ago. Don't worry about it. <laughs> how are you gonna pay for this? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna uh, pay for it. Like he'll say he'll say we're gonna tax you, but he won't like say yes, it's gonna be increased on the on the middle class. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's got a few he's, issues. At least he's anti-establishment. Yes, th- there you go. Listen, I'm not saying like that's that's how Trump got elected. He was anti-establishment. Everyone's yeah. seen the same Republicans their entire lives. Yeah. And he was the one willing to slam the media that called every uh, Republican or conservative a racist hick. Yeah, I always think it's funny. Like, imagine if like you're in another country and like mm-hmm. you're watching America. Oh yeah. From afar, it's like, yeah, there. Um, one for like. Eight years of America's history, it's like, oh yeah, they built the uh, walls, they've amped up the military, they got strong borders, um, they're cutting taxes on the rich and corporations, and well, then that's next- the weird thing is I got that tax break too. That uh, that was the great thing. Like, look, <clears throat> I understand, like yeah, taxes go down. Like it's that cyclical nature. Like you're, yeah. we're gonna get like another four years of Trump probably, and then we're gonna get eight years of a Democrat. I know, and then and then it swings, then it swings violently the other, other direction. It's like oh, now they've got like socialized health care. Yeah, it's like, the, <laughs> like they're tearing down the wall. Oh, they're tearing down the, the wall. The military now. is going down again. It's like, <laughs> well, that, well, that's kind of the problem. Is like 
that's just the a lot of that is the perception too. Because um, remember, like you like uh, they say Trump is evil on border security. If that's your belief, fine. Mm-hmm. But remember, no one talked about the fact that like uh, President Obama, his administration was gas tear gassing people at the border monthly. All those yeah. problems just kind of disappear when the, when there's a Democrat in office, and it's mostly the media just not reporting on certain things. Yeah, that's a. Uh... And look, they it, definitely have their narrative. It's all bad. No, yeah. I'm not saying like, oh boy, this is great. There's no, there's not a lot of really good answers when it comes to things like illegal <laughs> immigration or crime or stuff like that. There's just there's sometimes answers that are just kind of hard that you have to muddle along with. And actually, um, both sides are actually very um, strong on war. They're very. Oh yeah, like President Obama for all the talk, he was he, he was the first president who had like eight years of of solid war and opened up new wars in new countries. Yeah. We just don't talk about so it. So there's like a there's definitely like a democratic war playbook that they want to like minimize and not really talk about, but yeah. there's definitely well, yeah, if if there was an equal number of like conservative outlets as there are uh liberal outlets, you basically <laughs> see like people flipping their opinions and what's being like reported on every every eight to four years, basically. Yeah. Conservatives are and liberals are Democrats and Republicans. They are, all have a narrative. All hawkish. They they're have all a, very hawkish. Yeah, and they all have a narrative that they're trying to push and things that they won't cover. That's why I really don't like uh, mainstream media that much. You know what? But they they still are very powerful and still very successful. Yeah. They were able to um, edge out Andrew Yang, and they're able to make it look like you know by not reporting on him. I was able to like, kind of learn about some of this stuff just following his campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he had gotten um, as much media support is like Buttigieg and McClimachar, he would have oh, no, he would like, have been a solid candidate. No, yeah, I think he would have yeah, I think he, he would have he would have gotten at least third place. He's a guy I'd support. Like uh, out of these group of clowns, like yeah. they're 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 the left standing. Yeah. yeah, I would have supported like yeah Andrew Yang over all these assholes. But um the the their narrative is electability. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really like uh, a lot of people they interview, they don't really vote for like their choice. They vote for who they think is going to win. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like instead of making your vote voice heard, they'd rather just vote for someone who they think is going to win. Wait, well, especially uh, right this year, because um, for all their talk of like hating Trump, uh, he has a strong economy to, to to fall back on, and we're 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 a lot more secure, especially as far as like you know like like uh, North Korea not doing a lot of nuclear testing anymore. Middle East is like actually winding down combat wise, yeah. which is why they're not talking about those things. <laughs> No, the economy is the economy's always going up though. The economy well, is right remember, now it's it its best going... it's stock market is breaking yeah. all time highs, GDP breaking all time highs, unemployment all time low. Yeah. If you look at those three measures, yeah, the economy is doing great. And I don't think the Democrats know how to uh swing that yet. Yeah, they can't well they they they, they just can't. And realistically, if like a Democrat was in office right now, they would be saying, Look at the great job we're doing. And the, the Republicans would be saying, like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> they, they would be shifting to things like, oh, look what this guy said. And what it'd be a bunch of kind of fiddly bullshit. Yeah. So, like, that, that's kind of the problem right now. The, the, both narratives actually kind of suck. And the, it's uh, both narratives aren't actually helping progress our country in any kind of meaningful way. Mm. So, well, I think that that is the damage that Trump has truly done is like, like, Finally, like the Republicans just said, you know what? You, you're calling everyone we ever put up a racist, bigot, homophobe. Well, here's someone who's crass, mean, and basically a douche. 
and you can call him a dick all day long. We don't care at this point. Yeah. And but that helped polarize our politics even further. Yeah, and uh, it sucks. Like our we're like more polarized than ever before. I think. Right? Yeah, it feels good. Like for, for Republicans, <laughs> it feels great because they finally have someone who will say, "Hey, CNN, you're a bunch of dicks." But it, also, it doesn't help that you know he's doing that because it does. It's just cathartic more than anything else. Yeah, um, that's the as far as like the moral leadership that Donald Trump <laughs> provides for the it whole is. country. It's not really there. Not that much. The healing. Um, nature of like a president to like kind of bring everything i wasn't there for ronald reagan but just hearing the sentiment that he had he actually had really good support on both sides mm-hmm. um he was able to kind of like bring everyone together oh yeah you know, there were like people who always always going to hate you know the right who always didn't who were not going to agree with ronald reagan yeah. but for the most part it seemed like you know the 80s were a good time oh, he yeah, was able were, to yeah, booming uh, time and he was able to kind of unite the the country a little bit after the election and stuff, and that's not something Donald Trump is no, doing. He's not. He doesn't have that same like suave kind of nature and talking no, ability. He, he's but. the guy. He's the guy who has like ninety five percent approval rating in his own caucus, <laughs> and everyone else is like <laughs> obliterated. I mean, but sadly though, like you know, he his his numbers have gone up. He's at like forty five to forty nine percent approval rating right now. Yeah, because that impeachment failed. I know that's it's kind of funny. Like um, they botched that hard. Yeah, I know we're still talking about politics, but th- this is kind of a good conversation because yeah. the, the Democrats, people need to know our take, I think. Yeah. They, they elections are coming up. They don't need to, but let's say it anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's but. true. Hey, but my, but my personal belief is vote for whoever gets your vote. If there's someone yeah. who, who actually uh, convinces you to go out there and vote for them, vote for that person. Yeah. Well, yeah, Whether my- they're right, left, or middle. I don't care. Well, my, yeah, my, my view on like what the vote is, it's not just your one once every four years um, political speech token. Mm-hmm. If somebody doesn't deserve it, yeah, don't just vote for them because, well, they're conservative or they're Democrat or they're whatever. Yeah, vote for someone who's earned your vote. Vote your conscience, yeah. Because uh, realistically... You, the party, you owe nothing to those parties. You really don't. And realistically, <laughs> that your vote in like, if you can't find yourself really in any normal year voting for anyone, just say, you know what? Fuck it, because it's not the last election. The country's going to last another four years. It's going to last another eight years. It's gonna, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, um, if the certain guy couldn't get enough people out to vote, you're kind of making your voice heard. Yeah, or, yeah, right Also, by not, by not voting, huh. or, like, writing someone in, you know, yeah. like Andrew Yang. But, like, it's funny how, back to the Democrats, yeah. they thought this was going to, like, they were going to get rid of him, his approval rating was going to go down and everything, okay. they were going to win. And the exact opposite effect. Yeah, they forgot. Yeah, they, for, they forgot what happened with. They forgot what happened with Clinton after they tried to impeach him and it failed. Yeah. His numbers went up. Yeah, it's like this whole like reversal of everything that was going on like during the Clinton um, impeachment hearings. Like now the the Republicans are the party of like innocent until proven guilty, and the Democrats are like super law and order now suddenly. And it's so weird. I've seen this show before, and I'm like, I'm less than impressed, honestly. Yeah, it's. It's um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, really kind of dumb. Yeah, well, right? they, yeah, they they uh, well, they should have had a crime. Listen, they what they could have done with what they were had on him, like uh, the abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, mm-hmm. it was censurable. It's not, it wasn't really impeachable. If they censured, if they censured him, they probably would have taken a hit to his numbers, or his approval numbers, and they would have had a victory going into an election year. 
So the last impeachment trial that he had, it was right before or after his uh, State of the Union address? Uh, it, it went right up till after, I think. Uh, basically, he they wanted him to have like this looming over him. That's why they pushed it back. Oh. So they'd have to deal with it. But he knew he wasn't going to be impeached. So yeah, then the next day after his State of the Union, he went to the impeachment trial and he was... He just dropped pitch deuces. He wasn't impeached. He wasn't impeached, he was impeached yeah. right? And yeah, so we all knew that was where it was going. They just wanted to like, you know, make this big circus last longer. Yeah. And, and, real, and during that time, you know, all these politicians weren't like conducting, you know, government business, which I really, really liked. Yeah. So like, yeah, for, for me, Donald Trump is like kind of that double-edged sword where it's like... I do. It is refreshing that someone from the outside, from against the establishment, was able to just kind of like, like a wrecking ball, just, completely just, destroy any narrative oh, that yeah. was trying to be created. Completely, the man it. is Teflon. Like all everything <laughs> they say about him, we we it's already baked into the cake. We know. <laughs> yeah, but what is not, what I don't like, it's he's not very uh, life. Of, life affirming he's not very positive force no, for the world not. no he's not i mean for for like for our for our culture no no he's not he's not good for the culture yeah for the united yeah, that's, states that's or, the problem like we're gonna get four more years of him and i think like i i could have sworn like people would freak out like when he got elected for like maybe three months and mm-hmm. then we'd go back to normal i had no idea <laughs> that this shit would be going on till now and if i have no idea what'll happen when he gets reelected, which i'm pretty sure he will yeah um, I really don't want him to be, but, you know, he's going to get reelected most likely. If these are the people they're putting up against him. Yeah, the country hasn't really changed that much. Yeah, well, you know, pe- I I feel, I kind of feel like looking at everything that um, maybe some uh, some people are disaffected by Trump. Some people are like, yeah, you know, it's not what I expected, you know. Yeah. But for the most part, the things that got him elected are still here. The people that want him are still here. And everything oh, yeah. that... and. The whole media, the media bias that yeah. got him elected is still here. Everything is still here for him to become. Well, yeah, because he can now, because he's the first one to say, like, look, even CNN, who pitched themselves as, like, down the middle, they're nakedly biased at this point. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're just so angry that they can't, like, change their tone. And just, if they toned it down and just pointed it, like, reasonably at, like, his foibles, his weirdness, they'd be fine. If they yeah. did, If all they have to do is run someone moderate. And not act insane, and they'd they'd win this election. And you know, Trump is also kind of like he's also kind of like a real life version of South Park, because um, he was able to like point out to all of us how ridiculous politics today are. Oh yeah, he was he's a literal caricature when no one of yeah, politics. Yeah, when no one is saying, "Hey, look how weird this is." It's all just the system, you know. Yeah. So like everything that Donald Trump was actually did was actually fair game. Pretty I much, so. like, well, he was able to ride the war, the the wave of kind of like political division that we've had for so yeah. long. I think uh, the way someone put it was, um, Trump didn't kill politics, but he did pronounce it dead. <laughs> like this shit was already broken by the time he got there. He's just like the final. He he's the final end result. Yeah, if he was never here, like would have been someone else, and they would have been all doing the same thing, maybe to like a less bombastic yeah. kind of probably yeah style but it's all the same he he, he played pretty he, he played pretty much by the same rules that everyone else created except just clumsily except he did his own thing where he broke he bent the rules a little bit where he was able to say shit that um would normally get someone knocked out oh yeah like <laughs> of the election but it just made him str- stronger <laughs> yeah, like, god and, 
and he was able to pretty much use everything that has been created, all the bad stuff actually in politics. Oh yeah, to his advantage. He he didn't create any of that stuff. No, he just used all of it to his advantage and punched harder. The man is a <laughs> the, well, the, the, yeah, he's a counterpuncher, and sometimes yeah, he punches like people who deserve it, and other times he just swings wildly and hits a baby. <laughs> And it's always entertaining to watch, at least. This is a yeah. very interesting time politically. I think it's going to chill out in the near future. Like, in another four years, it'll probably chill out. I mean, I hope so, but I hope no one forgets, like, the lessons that we learned. Hopefully not. Well, I hope, like, this is a true lesson, I think. Yeah. I think Donald Trump is a true lesson to, I, like, I go, our nature. Yeah, right? what I always say is, like, he is our penance for, like, <laughs> for the hypocrisy, for letting people get away with just naked bias, yeah. for all for the lies and all that shit. This is what you get when you let, like, societally, all this shit go unnoticed for your political convenience. Someone yeah. someone will come in like a wrecking ball and use that system against you. Yeah. And um, he's not, he's not, he, he's not really like a hero, though. He's very... No, he, he is just a force. He's, he's, <laughs> he's almost like the Joker in, in <laughs> yeah. The Dark Knight Rises, yeah. or The Dark Knight. Yeah. He's, uh, and it's kind of, I hope that something can change. Because we, because because of this, I think it will. I think people are going to start, may, hopefully, start to realize that Twitter is not real life. Yeah, for Twitter, one, Twitter, unfortunately, yeah. Well, Facebook and Twitter are not fucking real life. True. So all the outrage and all the shit that politicians and companies think that is like a real life issue, they're fucking not. That's true. Uh, yeah, the internet is not like, real life. I, I don't even know. Like I, I've heard like some statistics that say like like eighty percent of con of tweets are just made by bots at this point. Like that could be true. I've heard somewhere. Like I'm, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if you That's found a lot, out. Like, though. I don't know. Like I'll, I'm betting more and more like shit on Twitter is just like, like especially like the outrage stuff is it might probably ginned up. Yeah, it's well, it's the algorithms. You get a bunch of people together to get something trending. Yeah, and then that that seems like a big amount of people, but really lots of things get trended. Right. Lots of things get trending, and then um, also there's a lot of voices that don't get heard on Twitter. So like it, you know. You're you're likely to hear stuff from the left, right? Oh yeah, get trended high, and then everyone says, "Oh, look, this is trending number one on Twitter." Like, unfortunately, um, Andrew Yang has been trending a lot on Twitter oh, as bet. number one. But then when you see like the real life results of it, it's uh, terrible. Oh yeah, one percent yeah. here, two percent there, and yeah, and, well, that's the thing. It's like, like yeah, so okay, Twitter isn't real life. It's yeah, not even <laughs> close. But we're we're gonna treat it like it is for another few years, and uh, I think yeah. well. It's, well, it depends because if it's like to if it's to like the mainstream media's detriment, they will ignore anything oh, yeah. on Twitter. But if it's like, oh, it's positive for us. Well, you notice that they're trying to push more um, laws. Like, like if there was some anti um, Bernie Sanders tweet going out, like you know, Bernie's yeah, a socialist or something, that would be. Oh yeah, even the totally Democrat. reported on CNN oh, and yeah. MSNBC, and that would be like. They're like, oh, this is this is working for our narrative. Look, everyone hates Bernie Sanders now. Yes, it's twenty. It's trending like on. We Twitter. can push Buttigieg now. Yes. Yeah, but you know, if it's something that doesn't support their narrative, they'll they'll ignore it. Oh yeah, that, and yeah, they, that's good callback. And um, what was it? Oh yeah, I was gonna say is like you notice that there uh, people like Elizabeth Warren are talking about like having Facebook and Twitter like monitored more for um like false reporting or mm-hmm. like you know like faulty information, but they're not gonna push that same um integrity of like those same laws against like the media like yeah. the like uh, like, like uh, was legacy media like cnn msnbc even fox because they'd rather have all that narrative under under a thing that is they know the biases of 
Yeah. Under Facebook, like or Twitter, conservatives can like trend and like make and like get to the front page and get to get to the top of your feed. Yeah, it's true. So I, I think that's a kind of a telling thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a unfortunate thing, and you know, I think uh, I think that's you're 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 treading actually on some <laughs> ground, some um, heavy ground there. But well, yeah, I'm not just a pretty face and a funny <laughs> voice, man. I'm I I got a lot going on up in here. Look, yes. we've been going for like 43 minutes. I, I know there's a counter argument to 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 what you said, but for oh, the yeah, most part, is. for the most part, I think you're. You're right. That's a, you know, I mean, it's of course like it's stuff gets reported in the news has to be like verifiably has to be verifiably true, right? They can't report verifiably false things. Yeah, they can't. And that's the thing. Like, uh, but they can kind of like give their own opinions on things. They they editorialize a lot nowadays. There's a lot lot of opinion pieces that kind of push themselves as like news. They just they don't like say I am news, but they also don't say I'm just an opinion journalist. They 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 don't like have that prominently displayed. So yeah. they have someone on CNN, on Fox, on whatever, just stating stuff very passionately at you. But they never really say, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, listen, I'm an opinion journalist, so go do some research. Yeah, and it, it kind of sucks that politics, um, because this is, like, stuff that's very important, right? Like, these are people making decisions that yeah. are going to af- affect our lives, and the, a lot of the policies don't get discussed. It's, like, more about like the personalities and like, yeah, I, like I think this guy could win oh this guy's from like you know the midwest and maybe he's got something the poll like, well with these people yeah, you know? yeah. Whole, it's like yeah that's part of it that's definitely part of the politics yeah. but so is the policies well remember like uh bernie's policies they're about to lose him unions which like if if he's um if the left isn't the party of the unions anymore that's a, that's a big hit mm-hmm. because his like a uh, medicare for all thing will make all of the all the health coverage like the unions have like the cadillac plans that they've uh they've negotiated illegal and so like already in nevada the the i think the catering union they said they're they're not supporting him oh okay so he's he's not getting support from certain unions yeah probably even more because like 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 i said like his health plan alone makes all of their negotiations like as far as health coverage go like just illegal yeah or or just like really non but yeah viable but they're not useless yeah so they're not talking about that because he wants to eventually universal like healthcare. He wants to get rid of private yeah health insurance. He wants to do it like now, basically. Yeah, he wants to do with private health insurance where it's like, you know, maybe that's something we can like slowly phase out or something and see if maybe, you know, my my thing would be like kinda like you have to prove that government health insurance is better than private health insurance. Yeah. It has to be proven to the people like like yeah, you have the two choices out there and stuff. And that's and that. I think that's a tough sell for a lot of people because you look at other countries and they do have problems with rationing, even in like the first world. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a rough thing to say. That's a, that's a rough like that's a rough sell to make for a lot of people, especially unions. Once again, who have used like you know collective bargaining, like something that the that you know the liberals love, and actually most conservative or uh, free market um, people love, is you get together with a group of people and you negotiate for a better rate or for more coverage, mm-hmm. and like all of that's now going to be gone. Well, I mean, if 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 Bernie, yeah, if they do the universal healthcare, yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's a really tough one because a lot of the reasons that our healthcare is like more expensive than any other country is because of the insurance companies trying to be the middleman and trying to get some of like the money and getting some of the share. Well, of yeah, that. there's a number. Of, yeah, there's a number of like we have the worst of both worlds is how it was described <laughs> to me. It's like we we have a lot of subsidization, yeah. but also you know you don't know like 
you can't just go to a hospital and say, hey, how much does this procedure cost? Yeah. They just, they'll say, oh, no, we got to talk to your insurance. And yeah, so forcing the middleman to be there, yes, is, is, is rough, but also, you know, not having it there and having like a system you pay into, you know, that's competitive and has to like, you know, compete in a market also um, makes prices go up. Yeah, that's true. And then there's some things that like, some things that are better off definitely being competitive. And then there's other things that maybe shouldn't be free market. Maybe some things should be government run. Oh, you mean, well, you mean like law enforcement and stuff like that? Like, you know, like prisons, like maybe private prisons aren't a good, aren't a good idea. Maybe that should be government. I I can see the argument for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's other things too. Like maybe DMV should be private. I think that at least there should, (laughs) I think there should be a, uh, a public option or a, a private option. A private option for the DMV. Yeah, let's let's see how that works. See, let's, let's, before you say let's, let's go full healthcare, let's let's have an option. Let's let's do a public or a private option for the DMV. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's privatize that. the DMV. Yes, for the love of Christ. And let's make healthcare public. Yeah, let's have <laughs> hey, let's have like four DMV offices. That way, instead of one angry person who doesn't have to like worry about me going across the street, there's like four people that you know have to worry about getting my business. Yeah. I don't know. All right, look, we've been going for for goddamn ever. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, thanks for listening to us air our dirty laundry, I guess, or our political laundry. Yeah, don't don't take any of that stuff too seriously. Not too seriously. <laughs> We're a couple of dildos. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast, our most serious episode yet. Yeah. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And we'll see you next time.